It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rulebook, to explore smarter ways to work and rediscover what's possible. Time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. Welcome to The Big Rethink. I'm your host, Barry Ross, and today we're discussing how one company, Rendever, is using virtual reality in the assisted living communities and senior care market. Throughout today's episode, we may be using the abbreviation VR when referring to virtual reality. Our guest, Kyle Rand, co-founder and CEO of Rendever. He is going to discuss how VR, normally associated with video and gaming industries, is being used by seniors in assisted living facilities. Kyle, welcome to the show. Barry, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us. So uh, tell us, how did you get started? Yeah, I got to say my story in the senior living space is is pretty long. I actually grew up volunteering in a senior living community where I am from in upstate New York and actually used to go in every single summer and scoop ice cream at our local assisted living which was a lot of fun and I ate a lot of ice cream. I then went and I studied cognitive decline in the aging population while I was at Duke and spent a lot of time working with seniors, working on kind of cognitive paradigms and running them through fMRI studies. And then ultimately while I was graduating, my own grandmother went through the process of moving into a senior living community. And I had the opportunity to see, you know, kind of secondhand how negatively that process can impact really every member. You know, my families, my parents were negatively impacted. My aunt, my uncle had a hard time. My grandma obviously had a hard time and she fell into kind of what we now understand is this classic trap of social isolation. And fast forward a couple of years, we really started digging into the data behind this. And we found that it's something that's really prevalent. And it's something that typically people, especially people my age tend to think of as, you know, loneliness is just one of these unfortunate components of the aging process. But what the data actually shows is that prolonged loneliness is as detrimental to one's health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. Yeah, that's it's an alarming stat because everyone knows how terrible smoking is. But people just think loneliness is sad. And that's incredible. Right. Yeah. A a meta-analysis was done just a few years ago that found that social isolation correlated with a 30 percent increase in mortality rates within this demographic. So unbelievable. Yeah. The moment that we saw that data, we were like, we really need to dive in and figure out what we can do. And luckily, right around that time, virtual reality was just starting to be a thing, right? Everyone had just received cardboard headsets from the New York Times and people were starting to like experience it for the first time and think about the opportunities. And from our perspective, we looked at this technology as something that, you know, you take this headset, you put it on and you can go anywhere in the world and you can do anything. You compare that to what happens when you reach that point in the aging process where you really become stuck in one place. And it was the perfect technology and and we knew we found gold. And I love the fact that use case started with something personal, which is hugely important uh, to have that drive to realize that something's got to be done to kind of remedy a problem is something that, you know, we definitely appreciate. And so, you know, looking at, you know, the company's credentials, you know, can you explain like what were your ties were with MIT? Yeah. So we started up in Boston. Two of our co-founders were in MIT uh, Sloan Business School program. And then we luckily got to actually do our very first study with MIT Age Lab and Dr. Joe Coughlin, who is a huge name in the, in the field of longevity. 
And we got to work directly with the Age Lab and Benchmark Senior Living, who's a huge operator up here in New England, and actually study whether or not this kind of, at, at the time, kind of crazy concept of using this cutting edge technology with the demographic that many people think of as kind of tech averse. We got to work with, with the Age Lab and really ask, is there an opportunity here? Can we actually connect people through the power of shared experiences? And we, did, we ran our first study and what we found was after just two weeks of residents using shared social VR with Rendever, we saw a statistically significant improvement in feelings of trust, feelings of social connection, and a decrease in depression scores within just two weeks, which is really exciting. Yeah, and so I think that's great. I think that will kind of segues into the next question is because, you know, when I looked at your website and we talked a little bit, you know, the question came up to me was, you know, how does specifically virtual reality address things like social isolation, lack of mobility, and depression in seniors? So virtual reality, again, it's this technology that really just kind of opens the doors and when you think about, I mean, mobility first and foremost, like by no means do we say you put on a pair of VR headset and then all of a sudden you're running. But what VR allows you to do is you can go from, you know, your, your home or your senior living community in New England and with a press of a button, you're all of a sudden in Thailand. And then a press of another button and you're all of a sudden at the Taj Mahal or you're going to La Sagrada Familia in Barcelona, right? And you're doing all of these things and you have all these opportunities without ever having to get on a plane, without so ever cool. having to go through customs. It's, it's amazing. And, and it, like, it breaks down the physical barriers of what it means to travel and experience other parts of the world, which is so important. But more than that, the ability to do it with other people, with the people that you live with, within your community, with the staff that are taking care of you, what we see is when you're able to actually experience the same thing at the same time, that leads to these kind of organic moments of joy and happiness mm. where people are, you know, going wow together, or they're smiling together, they're laughing together at, you know, the puppies that are running around their feet. And when you have these like little micro moments that you're sharing with the people around you, it kind of creates this natural organic opportunity for more involved conversation. And what we've actually, what we actually say is that the, the magic of VR happens the moment the headset is removed. And you have this, you know, this flowing, like positive energy and you're able to take that and like go sit down at lunch together and, you know, just continue the conversation. Yeah, that's, that's pretty powerful. And, and it's more powerful when you consider the fact that like social isolation leads to depression. It leads to, you know, immunosuppression. It leads to risk of heart attack and stroke and cognitive decline. And if we can use VR to allow people to create these social connections by empowering that, we're actually like decreasing the opportunity for all these other comorbidities that are attached to, you know, prolonged feelings of loneliness. Yeah, and I thought you said something that was pretty interesting, uh, and we come across it all the time here in Panasonic, especially when you're introducing new technology to a different demograph. And so when you talk about, like, implementing your technology, you know, uh, to seniors, you know, were there any training issues? Like, what did you come up against? Was it as easy as just putting on a VR headset? Yeah, so you'd be probably unsurprised to know that the very first time we tested it, it wasn't necessarily the easiest thing ever. And what we quickly realized within testing was that really all technology boils down to the user experience, but that's especially true within the aging demographic. Mm. And so the way that we designed a platform was we actually removed the interface from the end user. So we wow. made it so that way the senior just had to put the headset on and then we immediately put them into like this gorgeous waiting room environment. 
And then the staff member, the family member, whoever is really leading the session, they have this tablet controller where they're able to, you know, say, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go to Spain right now. And they press that button. And then everyone who's in the VR, they go there and they go there together and they're just there. And that's such an important part of the way that we've approached the implementation. It's just, uh, you know, the simplicity in the experience. I just, uh, I'm in awe. I think that's great. And so one of the things I came across was, you know, your motto, and I like a good motto, I'm in marketing, right? And, you know, it's relive, reconnect, and re-inspire. What exactly does that mean? Yeah. So actually, I I want to clarify that our motto and our tagline is hashtag expanding worlds, because really we see the opportunity in the way that we do things is we're really expanding worlds. But the way we do that is through those three adjectives. And I think that that kind of boils down to the different ways that VR can really empower you to live. When you're talking about Relive, we've, we've spent a lot of time building out a platform that's all built around this concept of reminiscence therapy. Mm. So actually you're able to type in an address. So I can type in my childhood home address, press go, and then in VR, I'm actually transported there. Wow. I look out at my house and it's life-sized right in front of me, which is, I kid you not, one of the most enjoyable things to experience. And it also, the power of reminiscence therapy is it just naturally brings up these memories, right? You're looking around, you're like, oh, I remember this moment from my past. And it just organically, you just want to share it. And when you share it, that's when the reconnection comes in, right? By, by sharing these magical moments, by sharing these memories, by sharing these important details and doing it with other people, you're empowering this connection. You're empowering like, and not just the connection, but an authentic connection. Which I think it's is almost so like important. A, a time transportation machine or something. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, I've never heard of that use case, and uh, you know you, you hear about it, and obviously if you're from the gaming environment. That's you know they discuss it kind of like being in a different world, but that's that is just so different and great, you know, to hear. Um, and so you know, let's talk maybe a little bit about some of uh, the data-driven claims uh, that we've seen. And, you know, any input you have is just fantastic. But, you know, what I've read is over 50% of residents will experience some form of depression and isolation during their stay. And, you know, within your communities, you've shown a 40% increase in resident happiness. So is that a direct correlation between your platform and VR use? Yeah, I think that's, that's a really good question. Again, for us, it boils down to what VR does is it empowers people to connect. What Rendever does is it empowers people to connect. And so that, that was one of our very first early pilots is, you know, let's run all these VR sessions and see what happens. And there was just this authentic feeling of like happiness that led to people having more conversations and, you know, just, just connecting more. And, but that's actually fast. That, that was four years ago at this point. We're currently in the middle wow. of a, of a study funded by the NIA and the NIH looking at the power of shared experiences, not just between residents, but we're actually studying virtual family engagement. So residents of senior living communities and their family members who are living afar, we're studying the impact of doing tailored VR sessions between that family dyad and seeing whether or not that actually really leads to a significant effect. And we're studying it within uh, the memory care spectrum. So looking at people with uh, mild cognitive impairment, mild to moderate dementia, and we were about halfway through the data collection there before the COVID-19 pandemic hit. And luckily the results up until that point were all really positive. Like as far as the user experience studies went, like everything, residents and family members both were reporting that it was super pleasant, super fun. Their satisfaction rates were like a nine out of 10. There was wow. almost no nausea, like all just like solidifying what we've kind of seen 
over the past four years of you know being in communities. But more importantly, we studied the the impact of these shared experiences on the actual dyadic relationship between the resident and the family member. And on both sides of the relationship, we saw statistically significant increases in positive emotions, decreases in negative emotions, quality of life scores went way up, um, but the emotional closeness that they felt with their family member and went up big time. And the feeling of isolation from that family member, even though they're still physically separate, went down statistically significantly. And the satisfaction as a result in the relationship went up statistically significantly. So that is a really, really exciting data set. And luckily we were that far before COVID-19 hit and all the features that we kind of built out for that study, we were able to put into our actual live platform that went launched immediately for all 200 plus of our community partners. And we're now actively applying for a phase two clinical study to look at that over time. So the data just continues to kind of build and um, it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, I think it's so important, you know, especially in today's day and age to have some type of data and insights that you can point to. And, you know, that nine out of 10 number sounds just, you know, pretty impressive. So, uh, you know, so that brings me to like, you know, the next, you know, topic that, you know, we always try and explore with our guests, you know, it's about the future. And, you know, what I've seen and heard for probably the last 10 years is that, you know, robotics and things like motion sensors are, you know, the atypical use case for assisting seniors. But, you know, you personally, what other technology are you noticing in senior care, senior care that you think is exciting? Yeah, I think that there's kind of a lot that's going on within the tech realm. And I need to be honest in the fact that because my company is specifically focused on quality of life and empowering connections, like I get really excited by the rise of technology that's really focused on that side. And it's also important from an overall industry perspective, right? Senior living has kind of evolved where it's no longer just the place for people to go and get quality care. But within that, they also need to be experiencing a high quality of life. And a lot of that stems down to like an organically thriving community. So there's, I get really excited about the technology that fits into that side. And I think, you know, virtual reality as an opportunity that is building thriving communities like that, that is like the bread and butter of how cool cutting edge technology actually has a use case in, a, in this industry that you might not think. You know, like robotics, I think is another big one. Like a lot of people tend to think about, you know, robotic opportunities in like the surgery field or the health field, but there's a rising trend in social robots, like even social robots that people can like reach out and hug. And I think like using that kind of like AI based technology and like robotic implementation to allow people to like have a connection with something that they otherwise like definitely wouldn't, I think is really cool and really exciting. And the, the data is looking pretty good. Uh, the, the other big one that people might not realize is that voice technology is huge, right? And, and that kind of goes back to the overall like interface challenge that you think about when designing new tech. By removing interfaces and allowing people to like interact in a way that's perfect, that is like from from something so natural with their voice, like the opportunities are endless. And there, there's some companies that are doing some really cool things that you know are leveraging voice to actually like empower social communication and also like do through simple things like you know daily management and you know content delivery. There's a whole lot going on, and all of it ties into the fact that like this this industry is primed for technology. And this demographic is like in, in high need of really important like ways of engaging them and allowing them to, to thrive. And I think you just, you just nailed it because anything I think that has to do with voice enablement 
as replacing a UI, I think is just another layer of technology that makes things easier for anyone. And so, you know, I'm happy you said that. But having said that, though, do you think that there's a use case for VR for seniors outside of senior care facilities? Totally. Totally. And I think that more than that, there's a use case. I mean, VR, like what we've seen over the past four years is, you know, the, the way that we've approached virtual reality, really, the opportunity is to impact anyone whose life has become limited and like all seniors to some capacity at some point will have a limitation in their life. And so Rendever has, has a perfect use case there. But I think one of the cool ways to think about that is that there is this industry that has been built that, again, is changing from, you know, being a quality care setting to a, a real thriving community center. And the cool thing about virtual reality is, you know, it all boils down to the ability to cut down physical distances. So senior living communities could really become virtual centers of community that whether or not you live there in the building or you live at home through the power of VR, you can still all come together and get the benefit of that community setting. And I think that's that's something that's really exciting and, and on the horizon. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. And uh, you know, we'll check back in five years to see you know where we net out. So one of my favorite questions, I mean, we're nearing the end of our time and, you know, uh, what do you love about your job? Yeah, Barry, I think that's honestly, it's an easy one. I know that every single day I wake up and the work that I'm doing is providing an impact and I couldn't ask for anything else. And, and more than that, like today, where we are four and a half years into our company's progress, like we're working with over 200 organizations across North America and we hear daily stories about the way that our platform is impacting the people that they care for. And like, it's, it's like a nonstop feel good. And again, I just couldn't ask for anything more. I think that's great. And, you know, Kyle, I just want to say, you know, thank you for joining our show. We appreciate you, you getting and spending some time with us. It was an absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks, Barry. Well, that's it for us on another episode of The Big Rethink. Finally, I'd like to say, I think it's great to see a technology that has such potential and has recognizable results on a group that needs it most. Until next time, I'm Barry Ross. 